Hey everyone, so this episode was recorded pre-pandemic uh, in February, and so if you're wondering why there's no references to COVID-19 and uh, the zombie apocalypse and um, and uh, <laughs> and baking sourdough bread and, and needing a haircut, that's why. Please enjoy this episode of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's a podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian make their way through the 80s movies we think we love or love to hate. With these, our grown-up modern eyes to see how they hold up and so on and so forth. And of course, this movie has it all, including a one-minute scene where the word fuck is said 18 times. This is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, a movie selection from 1987. During holiday travel, some people get delirious, some get delayed, and some get Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. Happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, and the Martones family. Paramount Pictures presents Steve Martin. Ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see God Hall while you were there? See the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Planes, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, color game, color game. It's been a while, been a while. Has it? Yeah, I haven't seen this one in a while. Okay. Um, do you think of it as a holiday movie? Um, yeah, it's weird. Like, if you go to Amazon, the mm-hmm. thumbnail looks makes it look like a Christmas movie. It really does. Uh-huh, yeah. But, but, but he's racing home to get to Thanksgiving. Yep. You know, I'm not sure what you'd do with the box art and give him a bunch of pilgrim hats. <laughs> There's not a lot of Thanksgiving movies that you can kind of, like, do other than just show a bunch of people eating mm-hmm. turkey. And having, yeah. you know, passive-aggressive... Right, getting all the family together, like home for the holidays or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or Christmas vacation. I guess I think of it as a Christmas era zone. I mean, like a holiday zone. Zone. Getting home for the holidays. Having to eat. Yeah, it's one of those things that I always hate it in like the movies where everybody's sitting down and having like a past plate dinner. Like that's mm-hmm. never, it's always a buffet. Nobody mm-hmm. sets that shit on the table. Anyway, uh, I'm Chrissy Lenz, the uh, improviser, comedian, director of National Comedy Theater, uh, the comedian of this podcast. <laughs> and I'm Nathan Blackwell, uh, filmmaker. I'm the one who will be pointing out um, plot structure and um, other movies and lens choices. Yay. <laughs> Um, okay. Planes, trains, and automo- 
Beals. I feel like this movie is on TV basically all the time. But like the edited version or mm. or, or no. I, I, so my being a, uh, an early cord cutter mainly for financial reasons, not mm-hmm. philosophical reasons. <laughs> I have no idea nowadays. And also you've got kids mm-hmm. and I'm married to being single apparently. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, thank Where you. are you registered? Yeah. Target. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, but uh so I have no idea what is on TV these days because mm. I just do Netflix or iTunes. Yeah, I don't know. Like, me too. I feel like in my youth this was on mm. a lot. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 no. For sure, for sure. Um, this is we. Yeah, you know, this is our. We were we were talking about this um, off mm-hmm. mic, but this is like our third road movie movie comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. An un- unplanned theme. Yes. <laughs> but it's interesting to see how Adventures of Babysitting, mm-hmm. which in a lot of a lot of ways is more of a, a crazy night kind of movie, but mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a kind of a cousin to the road movie. Yes. And then we've got Twins, and then we've got Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's interesting how that type of movie was popular, but also how it can be done differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and then again, again... Again, akin to twins, this movie seems to be like already like wants you to get the premise right away that like, oh, my God, can you imagine being trapped with John Candy mm-hmm. and with this character of a guy for three days? No one would want that. Who's everyone's favorite grumpy curmudgeon? Let's get mm-hmm. Steve Martin on the case. And you're just supposed to understand, even from the trailer, like, the worst thing that could happen to you is having to hang out with this guy. And that's, that's sort of in Home Alone, too. And mm-hmm. um, Kevin McAllister's mom has to ride home with John Candy, who's the polka king of the Midwest. In this, he's a, a shower curtain ring salesman, but you're just supposed to be like, oh, my God. He's larger than other He's people and louder guy. than other people. And I don't know, like that piece of the premise just doesn't hold up because mm-hmm. he seems so charming and lovable. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. This is, so this is um, this is a really a comedy about social norms. Yeah. And as a young person who does, who had maybe hadn't traveled, you start to learn what some of these social norms are by this kind of like comedy version of it you know mm-hmm. stuff like what is coach in first class yeah like what it, you know things about like again social norms like taking your shoes off or, yes. or socks off in a in a on an airplane getting a know? cab in new york cab City. etiquette right um sharing a bed which is something you sometimes have to do as yeah. an adult it, it doesn't come up that often but it's uh, you know, these are low stakes, but it's stuff that kind of are pressure points mm-hmm. that traveling does to you. You know, that, that fear of being robbed in a hotel, like yeah. getting a, a, you know, um, getting a ride from a stranger, like who picks up the bill, yeah. you know, freeway driving. Like these are the things that like car explosions. <laughs> yeah. If the legacy of this movie was like of was watching this movie as a kid and then mm-hmm. applying these concepts later as an adult, it's like. Oh yeah, let's you know. Th- there might be someone who who r- I better hide my wallet because in just like in planes, trains, and automobiles, I don't yeah. want someone like stealing it or or like you know like I don't want to get my diner's card club mixed up with your diner's club right. Card. It, 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 again, very low stakes, but just writing that line of being 
charming, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, well, and I, you know, there's a lot in this that to me seems like you could watch this movie and and use its lessons in a lot of, like, improv scenes, right? Mm -hmm. Because it is sort of that, are they arguing with each other? Is it an internal conflict between these two characters? Or is it an external conflict uh, between the situation that they're in? Right. And it's like, it's a mix of both in this movie. Um, But I think you're supposed to think that John Candy is unlikable and annoying. And the shoes thing, let's not take our shoes off on a plane. Putting your underpants in the sink, Mm -hmm. that's not cool. But everything else he does is lovely. (laughs) Everything else he does is like genuine and kind. Um, And I love his like colloquialisms he's always like six bucks and my right nut says we're not getting on that plane yeah very canadian yes you know we we got a better chance of playing pickup sticks with our butt cheeks and a three-legged <laughs> ballerina and like all of these really uh, funny sayings yeah. and expressions it, it, it yeah and then also you could have pushed it even further with steve martin being a curmudgeon mm-hmm. he's not he just has to get home. Yeah. And so everything is an inconvenience. And so what you have here is, and then John Candy, I think they they knew that the, he was charming. Yeah. You know, and so that's built in there. He's just, you know, it's not like he's the worst. He's just always inconvenient to someone who is inconvenienced. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought there was a missing piece, too, of like, there was something missing of what the stakes are for him to get home. He keeps calling right. his wife, but she doesn't. she's not mad at him. Right. It's not like that thing where he's like, oh my God, she's so upset. I've disappointed right. her. It, it's, so the, it's, a, it's a second viewing stakes kind of thing. Like, so, okay, so spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie, we're now entering this end twist spoiler. And over 30 the, years. The Sixth Sense... Yeah. Spoiler alert. So Aww. so John Candy, so uh, Steve Martin's trying to get well, home. Yeah, so that's the whole premise of the movie is that John Candy is also trying to get home, but we we don't to know. To Chicago from New York. Right, exactly. Um but we we don't know that that um John Candy's wife actually passed away years mm-hmm. ago and he actually doesn't have a home. So there's not much, we think that there's stakes, but the second time around we realize that new layer that they're only the only stakes is actually trying to hang on to a friend yeah trying to make a friend mm-hmm. um and yeah there are there are hints and and like the little things that they drop throughout the movie where like the first time i watched it i remember thinking oh the the wife has left him yeah and, or the wife is gonna leave him and that's why he's trying not mm-hmm. to get home yeah uh, but you do get that sort of underlying sense that or he killed his wife and he's now running from he's the law on the <laughs> lamb right um, but I don't think they give you the sense that, like, Steve Martin's in hot water. Like, his wife seems pretty chill. Yeah. Like, his family seems great. It, it, you don't even get the sense that he's, like, a workaholic. Yeah, it's that stress. It's a very realistic kind of stress that you get that I'm going to miss Thanksgiving. And But if this is the only time you've ever missed Thanksgiving, it's because you're having, you're, like, literally risking life and limb to get home. Like, right. Like, you're like, right, but in real life, you would be so fucking stressed about that. Like, of not of, and, and then there's also just that capital that you get mm-hmm. as a significant other of of making a promise and then letting them yeah. down, and then just like and I'm here with the whole family holding down the fort. And he's also thinking like it's it's so stressful that 
you know, I'm not there when I promised to be there, but I will never let this <laughs> live this down. Yeah. You know, and I'm not and, and like I'm trying so hard to get there. But the, like there's that bit of this, too, which is like everywhere they go sucks. Mm-hmm. And everything they do is like sort of interlaced with this like terrible travel. Like isn't travel terrible don't you hate this aren't other people the worst like it's so so he um the the flight gets bumped and he eventually gets a new flight he had a first class ticket Mm -hmm. and then he gets bumped to coach and i'm thinking first class problems yeah seriously (laughs) and he's the thing the thing that always sort of bothered me about this movie too is that steve martin doesn't start out sweet and become bitter like he's rude to that lady He's already stressed out. Like from the moment you meet him and at mm-hmm. that meeting, he's impatient. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Like, should it have? Should he, we have seen him sort of disintegrate? He sort of starts at an at a nine mm-hmm. and then goes to a ten. Yeah, you know. Um, but this movie is also like improv wise, just a lesson in heightening. Right? Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Steve Martin. And I, I was really interested because Steve Martin has a very broad style of comedy. Yeah. And John Hughes usually does a very understated comedy. So I'm interested in how they got along or how Steve Martin would would integrate into the, one of these kind of stories. So mm-hmm. this is John Hughes later in his career. Not yep. super late. I mean, at this point, like, so what? It was um, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's, then this movie. Mm-hmm. And then at this point, and then after that, like, the classics kind of stop, you know? Like, she's having a baby and, like, Curly yeah. Sue and, and that kind of stuff. But, I mean, these were only a year after each other or so. Like, when was The Bref- Breakfast Club? Like, 82? I think it was 89. I mean, we did it on the no. podcast, so I can't remember anything. <laughs> I'm going to say 80, 85. 85. Oh, geez. So, this is 87. Yeah. I cannot believe that only two years have passed mm-hmm. since then. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but Steve Martin has that like that goofy like right. goofy broadness. So you automatically like, like him. Super Camargen. Yeah, know? yeah. You automatic you automatically like him. Um, and and it's it's that fine line of like what's written on the page and then how it meets with casting. Mm-hmm. Like he definitely is a likable person who's at stress level nine when we first meet him. Yep. But yet we still give him the benefit of the doubt, even if he makes some bad choices. Yeah. Like, it's interesting. It's like he, you know, he lays into John Candy and says the right. worst things. At the very beginning. Like at like at 28 minutes yeah. into the movie. On their first night together. Yeah. And it's interesting because usually you would have that like towards the end. Mm-hmm. And then they've got to come back together and they've got to love each other. But this, they've they clearly established like their positions, and I think the important thing of why you would have that at thirty minutes into the movie is John Candy, although deeply hurt, stands up for himself and he yeah. says, "I like myself." Yeah, I thought that is my favorite part of the movie, where he's mm-hmm. like, you know, you may be right about all that, but I like me, and my wife likes me, and my clients like me, and I'm so I'm not going to change so I mm-hmm. can be more like you. Right. 
like like my 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 writer friend and I call that's the talking pie. Like that's the what? That's, that's the heart. It's like in The Simpsons, like mm-hmm. Ron Howard, they were they were doing a, a movie. It's like you can't cut out the talking pie. That's the heart of the movie. Yes. And so now we refer as the heart of the movie as the talking, talking pie. pie. So we, you can't. You, so that's that's also when like the music swells up, mm-hmm. and it doesn't return again until the very end when yeah. when Steve Martin realizes that John Candy doesn't have a home. In a very, like, to liken it to the sixth sense is entirely accurate because he's riding on the train, like, having finally, finally on his way home and he's putting it together. Like, he's seeing the scenes flash through his mind, imagining his Thanksgiving dinner and then being like, wait a minute, didn't he say that one thing? It is like the sixth mm-hmm. sense. And then he's like, oh, no. And he has to race back and, and get him and bring him home. Yeah. Which is a really, like, sort of beautiful moment. Uh, and yeah, he starts at nine and he just goes up and up and up and up from there. Yeah. Um, and just getting more and more exasperated. And it's like, Oh God, now we're on a bus. Now we're in the back of this truck. Now we're in, mm-hmm. now we're this, now we're that. Um, there are moments where he tries to soften where he's like, when he tries to sing with the people on the bus and they're like, nobody knows his song. Three coins and a fountain. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? <laughs> And they like John Candy better. So, uh-huh. like, yeah, they do. Like, the world likes John Candy better than the world likes Steve Martin yeah. in this story. Because he's, like, selling his... Um, yeah, and it's, it's not... Again, it's not even, like, upstairs, downstairs. Yeah. You know? It's like John Candy is a very kind of normal blue-collar dude. Mm-hmm. And then Steve Martin is just one step removed that he's got, like, a two-story house. And a... First class ticket. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the scene where John Candy is selling the rings, the shower curtain rings, mm-hmm. as like various other things, yeah. is like has to be improv. It's really hilarious. Um, it's like one of the best parts of the whole movie, with the things that he makes up that the shower curtain rings are. And like he is, he's creating a lot of their problems, but he's also solving them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this movie, like we talked about twins, how the writers were just like, you need another thing. Okay, great. Uh, there's a bomb in the trunk or whatever. Mm-hmm. This movie is like such a gradual sense of heightening. Yeah. Of it, yeah. It, what what would be slightly worse? What would be slightly worse? Exactly. So we're like, uh, Adventures of Babysitting falls on its face, mm-hmm. and twins struggles, and it's obvious, but it's still charming. Like okay. it still it still lands. Like. John Hughes does such a great job of just finally tuning in yep. just kind of like a master chef of 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 how heightened, how dramatic, how, you know, important, unimportant these moments are. Yeah. Even though you know, the movie is even though it's only 90 minutes, it's kind of slow. It is and you know, parts. And, and and we can talk about like the difference between modern attention spans or not, but I mean twins zipped by in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. So did, and like, Twins was kind of long. Yeah, Twins was longer than this. Yeah. It's just that you have more quiet moments, I think, in planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I, I I thought he did, did such a great job of just, of it's like you live and die by the, the quality of these gags and sequences. Yep. If effectively you're just going from A to B, we know we're basically in for a series of events. Mm-hmm. That in some ways you could are not important. It's it's like the journey is more important than the destination. You right. Know? 
there's not much plot other than they have obstacles to get to the one place they're going to go. Yeah. Well, and a lot of their obstacles, you know, if we want to talk about, like, could you remake this movie today? There'd be a lot you'd have to change because a lot of the obstacles are that they can't call because the payphone's in use, right? <laughs> yeah. Or um, there's just no car going that way. Yeah. They don't know how to ask for a ride. I, I, I think actually there'd be very, you'd have to change some of the stuff, but mm-hmm. I think there'd be surprisingly very little in terms of some of these obstacles because I think we're like on Facebook, we see all the times like, you know, an airplane is left for six hours on the runway mm-hmm. and then, oh, this is canceled because of this. Like, I think all these like transportation delays and all these kind of like, you know, um, breakdowns of the convenient American system. Right. Still are super prevalent. The travel frustration. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if anything, everyone is even more aware of it of like, oh, I rented this thing online and it's not there and they told me, oh, yeah, we gave that away Oops. because, you you know, it's like we gave that away yesterday. It's like, but I had a reservation in the computer. It's like, I can't find it in the computer. Here's a printout. Well, I'm sorry, but it's gone. Like, that, yeah. that seems to me. So... Yeah, I feel Would like with the advent, the, adv- like, yeah. the advent of computers, these things happen even more. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, and like, but all well, the problems I, I, yeah, in this are from it being very analog. They don't have, yeah. they can't get money. You know, this is so. It's like this is not a great idea. It's a low stakes, mm-hmm. low concept idea, but it's it's the it's a hundred percent execution. It's John Hughes, mm-hmm. it's Steve Martin, and it's John Candy. Right, like inherently, there is nothing special about this idea other than the execution because again it's very low stakes stuff like getting a weird cab driver and then struggling to pay a motel you know fee oh that was another thing too that that made me think like you know you can see the roots of improv and of course like john candy is a um you know legendary second city person that he knows everyone he encounters. Like he either mm. already has a personal relationship with them or he creates an instant personal relationship. He's on a first name basis with the guy at the motel. They have a like shtick that they do. But even when he meets someone new, it, nobody's a stranger to him. Mm. Everybody has some sort of stakes to their relationship because to him it matters. And that's such a hard thing to teach people sometimes because you get a lot of characters that are like the like the Steve Martin of this movie where they're just they're nonchalant. They don't care. Like they you could we could set you on fire and walk away, right? Whereas John Candy's the opposite. He cares so much. Mm-hmm. And like we all need to be more like John Candy and care a lot about the people that we encounter. Um, because the other thing this movie teaches us is the power of like like these seemingly low status characters have all the power over you. <laughs> they have they uh-huh. have the power. Yeah. You know, yeah, the yeah. person who works the front desk at the motel he has power over you. The lady who decides whether or not you go to first class or, or stay in coach, you know, the, the lady who is the principal Rooney's secretary uh-huh. at the rental car company. Yeah. yeah. She has all the power. So be nice for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Be nice. Be nice. Thank you, Patrick. You're Thank all you, we Roadhouse. ever need. You're all we ever need. We should have just ended the podcast there. Yeah. Be nice. Um, because and that's like you know that 
the reason that this movie is rated R and not PG-13 is because of that very, like, it is height <laughs> of exasperation. Um, Steve Martin, he keeps trying to ditch John Candy. And it's mm. like, stop trying to ditch John Candy. Um, but he finally gets away. He's supposed to rent a car. The car's not there. So he has to walk across the freeway and the tarmac. Is that mm-hmm. what you call it? Yeah. The, where the planes drive mm-hmm. um, to get back to yell at Principal Rooney's secretary about how there was no car and he's almost dead and he's like so mad and he reserved it and blah, 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 blah. And she's just like, that's the one minute scene where he yeah. says fuck 18 times. <laughs> and she's like, I guess you're fucked. <laughs> that's good. That's such mm-hmm. a good part. Because mm-hmm. if he had been nice, I feel like she probably would have tried to help him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was my improv heightening nonchalance, <laughs> nonchalance rant. Um... There's so many bits in this movie that it's hard to even pick out ones to yeah, talk about. I, I mean, the classic one is um, that's no pillow, yeah. where they they're the instantly are like, oh, we have to lower our voices and talk about sports mm-hmm. because yeah. because we accidentally ooh, cuddled. Ooh, ooh, oh, yeah. It made me think of that. It made me think of that Friends episode where Joey and Ross start taking naps together because mm-hmm. they like like to cuddle. <laughs> it's like. I, I'm so glad that that's less of a thing now. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. you're allowed to have guy friends and cuddle and take naps. Um, but I get that they were also strangers. And he was, like, mm-hmm. sleeping in a puddle of beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean <clears throat> when I think of, like, the... Um, I felt like it was a very soft and understandable version. Like, there, there's not, like, a gay panic right. moment. Right, It's that... I'm literally being spooned by a stranger who's got his hands up my butt. And they're like, ooh, ah, have you seen that um, uh, sports game? Okay, great. It's great. Moving on. You know, as opposed to like some some movies I can think of where it's just like, yuck, gross, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Now we must die. Yeah. Um, yeah, But I think like, you know, I think what would be interesting would be like to take a quiz, right? A trivia quiz where Mm -hmm. you have to put these, you have to put the events of this movie in the order that they happen. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone could pass. No. Having just watched it yesterday. Yeah, like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. It's like, I could think of, I could think of like nine great moments. Yeah. But I might not get them perfectly in order. Right. Well, yeah, because they're in the back of... uh, a super weird guy who's like wants his pregnant wife to pick up the trunk. They're in the back mm-hmm. of his car with an angry dog. They're in the back of a semi truck with like frozen turkeys or something. Mm-hmm. They're in... pulled over by the cops. They're driving the wrong way. They're oh my god, that's the best part when they're driving the wrong way uh, on the on the highway. Oh, and I thought that was the most relatable part too is when John Candy is is at the wheel. And he's trying to take his jacket off. <laughs> yeah. And he gets stuck. Yeah, it gets hooked on the, the, the seat adjustment knob. Mm-hmm. And then he struggles to get the other one, tries to pull his jacket off. And the other end gets hooked. And so he literally has both arms <laughs> tied back behind him. And he's driving with his legs and then his thighs. They survive. Uh-huh. But they end up on the wrong side of the freeway. And that poor sweet couple's like, for God's sake! <laughs> it's this with like just like any John Hughes movie, like the supporting cast is so good mm-hmm. and so memorable, and mm-hmm. and they give her. It's like you know, it's like it, yes, it's important to like in a scene to to have to have you know to have someone performing, but it's also just as important to have someone listening. Yes, and I thought that was such a beautiful lesson of this movie too. Um, 
And it's in that first blow up scene where John Candy says like, yeah, I guess I talk a lot. But you know what else? I also listen a lot. And there's another improv lesson for you. <laughs> like Steve Martin doesn't learn to listen until the end. Like he mm. really doesn't think about anybody's predicament except his own until the very end. And like John Candy is like making that connection to sort of everyone and everything. Right. Mm. Um, so that's kind of what the about about of the movie is maybe that we should listen more then we state our own case. I, uh, <clears throat> the great thing about movies is that you can kind of say that every movie has the theme of no man is an island. Yeah. <laughs> and it's about human connections. Yeah. Anyways. Well, and you don't, and you're not even made to believe that Steve Martin was like distant from his family or mm-hmm. like he loves his family. He loves yeah, yeah. his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's not a bad dad or a bad husband. He's just a bad traveler. <laughs> He's just bad I, I, at traveling. Yeah, the, the first, yeah it, it's, a lot of it is just bad luck. Like, I mean, yeah. you know. Could happen to anyone. It's not really until he hits the roof that he starts making bad decisions. And getting himself punched in the yeah, face. Honestly, like a lot of a lot of the story is also just about rolling with it. Just like the John Candy says, you just got to roll with it. Go because slow. Yeah, because there's so many times that they make the situation worse by how they react to it. Mm-hmm. And try to fight against it. And and then towards and it's always like Steve Martin trying to get away from John Candy. Yeah, like, and, yeah. And then towards the end, they get pulled over by the cops. It's like, and then they're just like, oh, okay, well, let's just uh, let's get a ride from someone. Yeah. And it, it's you'd think at this point, like it's kind of the point to the, like the climax. Like they've already had like their toughest thing happen, which is like the the car melting and the then car the, the, melting. The, the freeway and then his wallet was in the car yep. and this lo- super low point and instead of and so we're still like 20 minutes 15 minutes before the end and instead uh-huh. of like this this next thing is now raising the 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 bar even higher they get pulled over the by the cops it's just kind of like yeah okay yeah which, fine okay we'll just roll with it yeah you know and then we just show them getting out of the courthouse the car is taken I was like, well, what do we do next? Oh, we got a ride. Okay, let's go. Yep, off we go. Yeah. Let's see what the next thing is that happens. Yeah. And and then the story then becomes about getting home is actually not so bad, not so hard. Mm-hmm. You know, he's now on a train. And then he realizes that John Candy, again, the Sixth Sense moment, doesn't have a home. And, and Steve Martin is practically home, but he takes the train all the way back to find John Candy. Yeah. And, it, well... And it's also like the instinct to force the situation to be the way that you think it should be instead of just letting it be what it is and learning to like have that sort of zen like I'm going to be in this moment and not be like no it's might it have to be first class it's like that tension of like no it has to be this it has to be which is so 80s mm-hmm. right it has to be right it has to be good it has to be first class it has to be a nice cab it has to be a nice hotel it has mm-hmm. to be you know everything has to be to my liking to my standard there's no way that I could associate with this type of person or ride in this type of car because that's not who I am and it's like sometimes you can just chill Mm-hmm. Just chill. Like, yeah. It's fine. It's like the, the convenience that we're all promised mm-hmm. by spending money. Yes. And participating in, in our system. And mm-hmm. life, many times the system breaks down and you just got to be cool with it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like anytime you, you travel, like, you know, 
you might it's like you might have like eight things you want to do and you can only get to three of them yeah you know because someone's is someone's tummy is sick yeah you gotta deal with that and it's like okay well or the weather is weird or yeah. something that uh, completely unpredictable has happened mm-hmm. like something is broken like yeah it, i always make this analogy of like so I, I working at I used to work at the Phoenix Zoo and there like be these parents. So it's like we have to see all animals. Yeah, and that's the wrong way to do it. Like a checklist. Like it just you're just barely spending any time. And the better way to do it is 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 to experience it more. To, to, to imagine just like like if you're going to a foreign country, assume that you're going to return at some point. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to like do everything. Like yeah. we're gonna see all these things. Instead, it's better to enjoy these moments, you know, to have to experience a moment with the bobcat, yeah, and to to take in this the scenery, you know, and and maybe you're not going to get to the rhino because the rhino was hiding or you know is in its night house, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 just trying to experience the quality over the quantity, yeah, because sometimes that pursuit of that other goal actually makes you not enjoy. The entire experience. Yeah. Beautifully said, Nathan. <laughs> and of course, the best way to do the Phoenix Zoo is just to hang out with those stingrays the entire I, day. Honestly, the best way is to <laughs> just get a membership. Honestly, if, if, you you go, if you go three times, it pays for itself. It pays for itself. And then you don't have to do the whole thing. You can just go for a couple hours, do a part. Just go look at those giraffes and then head home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I, sure this applies to any zoo. It really does. That, that offers memberships. Really... Find a good zoo that's got Go a good conservation program. <laughs> Support them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm like a super easy person to travel with mm-hmm. um, because as long as we're having fun, like I don't care what we're doing and like, but I get stressed when other people get stressed. Like yeah. I get super stressed when other people are like, but this isn't that and I need to eat yeah. and I won't eat this and I won't eat that and I have to... We mm-hmm, didn't mm-hmm. hear, and I ain't there, and this doesn't, you know, yeah. that gives me anxiety because I'm like, hey, like, it's cool. Like, I I once got stuck at the Seattle airport for like four and a half hours, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, this is really neat. I'm going to see this entire airport. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go in every shop. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. No. You know, it's like, <clears throat> so the way I travel is generally I tried to like, to a certain degree, maximize like the adventure. So mm-hmm. I'm exhausted at the end of a vacation. <laughs> but I totally understand that it's again you're pursuing these experiences. You can't mm-hmm. do everything, you know, and you just have to go. Not with that attitude, you got you, you. Even <laughs> if you're trying to do a lot, that you just got to understand that you know you're still a biological machine yeah. that can only do so much. It's not to me. It's not about accomplishment. It's about all the different stories and experiences, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, I won't, again, it's like, it's a very, I'll have things that I want to do on these days, but it'll be very loose, you yeah. know? And I, and I, but it is that expectation of comfort, right? It's that expectation mm-hmm. that we're always going to be exactly oh, yeah. having everything we need. And, and, yeah, and, and for sure, and, and I can totally relate of like, dude, I spent like 150 bucks for the stupid hotel and like the, the, the sheets... I like smell like bleach and I yeah. can't sleep and I'm and there's no air conditioning. It's the hottest day in L.A. It's like I'm just going nuts. And you do feel a little indignant because mm-hmm. you spent this money and you made this trip to kind of like take a vacation and relax. And, yeah. Stand and, in front of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Turn yeah, and yeah. face me. 
I get it. Yeah. Um, but I think that the key to this movie, and it's it's such a John Hughes, like he just had that magic man where he could like have these really beautiful like lessons and these mm-hmm. moments that are so well acted, so well, um, how would you say like direct it dialed well, in yeah just like the, 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 again it's like that tightrope huge of moments tone. of comedy like in the same movie where you get that really beautiful moment of like the you know adult male friendship uh you also get a car exploding after it's gone <laughs> the wrong way down the freeway uh-huh. and, and then eventually backing then into a building yeah. yeah with the two of them sitting in the front seat like looking very disheveled wearing like a woman's scarf and like just singing together like those things existing in the same movie is so is so nice and i'm sure that people are are still achieving that balance today but Mm -hmm. i don't know that you can to me to me this is what i think too is like a movie can can be ridiculous Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's like and harsh and tense but still beautiful and light yeah it's it's not it's not common as much anymore like i, yeah. I think i think of things like jojo rabbit which has yeah. that of just going like silly and then hard and so serious yeah, yeah. but taika watiti is it is a genius who <laughs> in generations from now we're all gonna look back and and realize um but you know and it's hard to talk about movies it's hard even 80s movies like it's hard to talk about the ones that are this good except for to say like uh you know mm-hmm. stop being a dick Everybody, you know, even the, like the people stealing each other's cabs. That to me is the, like it gives me so much anxiety. Uh-huh. Just to be like oh, again, it's a, this is oh. a comedy of social norms. It is, you know? yeah. And Kevin Bacon stealing the cab because I'm always the John Candy person who's like, oh, there's a cab right here. Like, I'm so sorry. How to hop in this cab? Oh shit! I'm I did not see this whole drama playing out behind me of like Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. and Steve mm-hmm. Martin fighting for this cab, yeah. like. I was just like, yay, a cab. Oh, one cab, please. <laughs> yes. Yay. Um, but I do I'm think from it's out like of town. slightly absurd that like John Candy has just been for eight years riding the rails like a hobo. Like, uh-huh. well, he, he's it, just been nonstop traveling. I think he still has his job, but yeah. he doesn't have a home. So yeah. he's, he's able to just barely support himself mm-hmm. through favors and and things like that of still selling i i can't imagine shower curtain rings being and they're not that even lucrative special. yeah they're not even special shower curtain rings right. they're not even decorative they're just clear plastic um all right so on a scale of one plane through 10 trains or automobiles <laughs> How many vehicles of transportation? How many vehicles? You know, they were never on bikes, and I and it, right. it, it, they were I, never on I, scooters. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many? How many planes, trains, and or automobiles? I think I'm gonna go with a seven. It, it it's high, but at the same time, there I don't know. There there's something's preventing me from going higher than higher. that. You know. Yeah. But there, there there's definitely so many classic moments in it yes for sure and i feel like it's a well-known movie and it's it's like exactly the same conversation that we had about twins like Mm -hmm. um it's good it's funny it's watchable but the thing that makes me push it toward more towards six and away from seven is that like i like i feel like i could take or leave it there are other movies where i can get that same sense of warmth Mm -hmm. um there are other movies where i could get that same sense of fun 
And this isn't a movie where if someone's like, oh, I've never seen planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, I've got a show, too. Uh, you, yeah. yeah, simply you can't go on. Like, you know, it isn't that. You could, you could even just see the funniest parts from this and, and be fine. So, yeah, I mean, I, and I guess, like, I guess unknowingly that's my criteria. Is like, <laughs> how badly do I have to force this movie on other yeah, people? Yeah, and, and that just goes down to personal subjectivity and, and, mm-hmm. and preference of, like, yeah. what does this mean to me? And yeah. that's, I mean, we're not academics, and even when you, even critics mm-hmm. are subjective, yeah, you know, who have to give it star ratings and things like that. So, yeah, I dig it. Yeah, that's um, yeah, it, it's kind of the same thing. It's it's really a, a gut thing of like, where does it land in terms of my love, my favorites, yeah, things like that. What do you think about like? I mean, I feel like this movie if you boil it down to what it is, like has, has been remade a bunch of times. Like mm-hmm. there's the one with Zach Galifianakis and, um, Robert Jenny Jr. Where he's trying to get home mm-hmm. in time due, to due date. Due yeah. date. Yeah. So like, I feel like this movie has existed in other forms. Yeah. But have to get home for the holidays. Have to get home. Can't get home. Do you, I mean, I don't know. Do you think there is like a, 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 a right now equivalent a of a Steve Martin and a John Candy? I mean, obviously, no one is Steve Martin or John Candy, but right. do we have that equivalent today? I don't know. I'm Who would Taika Waititi cast? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I struggle. Yeah, me too. I, I like yeah. couldn't come up with it. I, I'm sure as soon as I'm driving home, I'll think of you'll think of it. I'll think of of of, of a dozen because this isn't. It, it's a, a reoccurring story of it like is. lovable curmudgeon. It is the Odyssey. Yeah, you know, I must go from A to B, and and it's like. But it's like Putting larger it. than life positivity. Somebody who has who has zero fucks. They they are mm-hmm. who they are. They are unashamed. When we as the audience feel they should be ashamed, <laughs> you know, like I like rumor Willis. No, that's not her name. Who am I thinking of? She's mm-hmm. blonde. She's in Pitch Perfect. Her first name mm-hmm. is Rebel Wilson. Rebel, Rebel Wilson, not Rumor Willis. Right. She, yeah. Rebel Wilson has that where she is yeah. unashamed of who she is, and we as the audience, mm-hmm. yeah, are you meant could do Rebel. Feel like she's yeah, you could to. do Anna Kendrick and Rebel, Rebel Wilson. Absolutely. Yeah. They they make a great team anyway. We did it. Mm-hmm. Nathan, get on that. <laughs> All right. Hang After on. my twins limited series, right. would you kindly give me <laughs> planes, trains? With Anna Kenrick and right. not Rumor Willis. Okay. Get Rumor Willis in Re- there. Rebel, Re- Rebel, Rebel Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> also in Jojo Rabbit. Yes. Also, maybe that's why I'm thinking of her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that thing of like, I'm a proper person. I behave as proper people do. You yeah. are absurd. Yeah. I, I, Identity Thief also strikes me as like a similar kind of road movie story where you've got yeah. Melissa McCarthy and Jason Bateman mm-hmm. as the uptight one. Yeah. And then they've got the really just hamstrung killer bad guy plot of bad guys following them. And I guess like Melissa McCarthy does have that sort of John Candy humor of like, I am, I am what I am Mm -hmm. and I'm not, I'm not sad about it, Mm -hmm. Uh, which I like. Um, So what would your deep cut? And and I had a hard time. I'll be, I'll be real. (laughs) What would your deep cut recommendation be? So my deep cut recommendation is, um, I don't think I've made it before is train travel. Have I done that one before? Possibly, but do it again. Ah, if I have. So uh, now I have a feeling like I've done this one before. But anyways, I I recommend uh, train travel like like Amtrak. Yeah. Um, spend just a little extra money and mm-hmm. you get a small compartment that you can share with like one other pe- person. 
you know. Um, you can pretend you're at Hogwarts. It's true. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, what I'd recommend is is not so. I I went for like fifty two hours. Mm-hmm. Um. So two days in a, in on a the train. A, yeah, on a train on Amtrak from um, San Francisco to Chicago. Did you get off the train at places? No, but, like a cruise where it docks and you have like. It has. There's a lot of stops on the way. So what I would recommend is that you do do that because mm-hmm. I think about 36 hours. So one night is probably the best. So like if you if you got on San Francisco and you got out like at Denver, you know, hang out for a little bit, get back on. Yeah, get back. So it's tough to sleep on a train. Is and it? So, yeah, because yeah, for logistic reasons. And because then, someone's always trying to murder on the Orient Express, you. Yeah, and then you got, trying to get you've your got to keep a knife close to you, and and you're just on guard, and you can't get more than four hours. You're of sleep. like, is Poirot on this yeah. train? And if he is, get me off. Yeah, and and people start to get a little ripe at that point. You, there yeah. are showers, but mm-hmm. it's dicey. You feel like a pinball. Um, so, are you recommending this? Or yes, not? but are I'm you, recommending or are you that urging you, me away. I'm recommending that you do 36 hours, so like okay. one night. And then you you do like a day in Denver or whatever, and then you get back on and you continue on to wherever you want to go. Okay, so it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, so mine, I mine is also travel related. This is my recommendation: mm-hmm. get you a tablet. A tablet. Yeah, get either like a Galaxy Tab or an iPad because. This will save you in so many situations. Like, download a couple of games, get your Netflix on there. Uh, then you don't care if you get stuck somewhere for a little bit because you have an infinite amount of things to do, mm-hmm. right? And if you have a grumpy companion, give them your tablet. Let them play Candy Crush for a little <laughs> bit until the tensions are eased, mm-hmm. right? And we can all These just are small, relax small, useful bit. companions. Sometimes, but uh-huh. you know what? Adults also <laughs> they... adults also get a little grumpy. And I, I know for myself, if it's like I try to see every delay in, of course, not if I'm driving, but mm-hmm. if you are a passive passenger as like, oh, is there another opportunity for me to watch a movie that I maybe wouldn't have watched if I had other things to do? I'm going to play a game that I don't take time to play, mm-hmm. right? So get a tablet, just have it with you, or a coloring book, right? Have something with you so that a little delay isn't the end of the world. Right. No, that's a good idea. And also I was thinking, dude, where's my car? (laughs) Because it's sort of like the same sort of thing. It's like a quest, but like these Mm -hmm. dudes are the ultimate go with the flow. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen it in years, but I remember being like so happy about their positivity and just how much they love and support each other. That, like, their problems are never problems. Their mm-hmm. problems are always opportunities. Yeah, okay. Nice. Um, so where can people find you, and what should they look at when they do? <laughs> so you can find uh, my stuff at squishystudios.com and all the uh, Facebooks, Instagrams, and whatnots under Squishy Studios. You can check out uh, short films and web series and things like that. <laughs> uh, you can find me at National Comedy Theater, NCT Phoenix Online, NCT Phoenix The Place, uh, if you like improv, I will teach it to you if you are in the greater Phoenix area. Uh, and you can find all of Most Excellent Pod stuff uh, at mostexcellentpod.com, Most Excellent Pod on the Instagrams and the Facebooks. Um, please, please like our podcast. 
please. Like, if you listen to it and you're Even like, if you don't rate or review us, just please like it. In your heart. We can feel it. We can feel it. Yeah. It's sort of like in Twins where they start to feel each other. Uh-huh. Like, we can feel you liking us. So, uh-huh. and, please. And we appreciate it. We do. But we're also... Not, honestly, like, we're not super needy people, but, like, anything is nice, you know? Do the technical bit, though, too, and, and give us that thumbs up, man. Just give it to us. We need it. We want it. Okay. Awesome. Um, Well, hey, you know what? We sure do appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Uh, And while you're out there in the world, uh, remember to keep the most excellent 80s movies podcast motto in mind. Be excellent to each other and party party on, on, dudes. dudes. Those aren't pillows.